everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Community Connections Podcast. I am the host, Cole Warner, and joining me today is Jennifer King, who is the clinical educator for Hospice of Davidson County. She's been on with us a couple times now. Always happy to have her on. Jen, welcome to Community Connections. Thank you for having me today. For today's topic, we are introducing something in the, the actual Awareness Week comes up in about a month, but we wanted to get this out here because this is something that hospice nursing staff works with people on a lot. It's a, it's a big fear and concern. And, and so this is, we're going to be talking today about fall prevention and fall prevention awareness week is September 18th to the 22nd. And we'll sort of kind of retool this and, and put a couple things out for it then. But I also wanted to make sure that we, we got this um, out to you because I think it is something that we deal with a lot and it is a concern for families. They see it a lot. It's very distressing. And so uh, really want to normalize this and, and bring it to you on Community Connections here. So Jennifer, can you just maybe introduce to to our audience why it is that a hospice podcast would be talking about fall prevention? Of course. So Falls are relatively common for people over 65 and and very common for people over 85. And that's a pretty target population that we that we see. Um, Also, as diseases progress and people get weaker and maybe have some confusion, falls become more common in that. And it's something that we deal with relatively often. Yeah. And I imagine that for families, it's it's pretty distressing, right? So especially with hospice families, they're already on hospice care and there's a lot going on. And then there's a loss of independence for for people and they're still trying to get up, still trying to move around. And unfortunately, the the frailty of their bodies just does not allow them to do that anymore. And I imagine that's pretty distressing for families. Is that what you see with hospice families? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, people are always concerned. People are concerned in general when their parents or their loved ones get a little bit older, and especially when they start having falls, that's that's usually a pretty good indicator that they're declining. Um, and it can be from a lot of different ways that they're declining. It can be just from strength or balance or medications, but it it is pretty distressing to families when their loved one starts to fall. So let's just dive right into some of the ways that we can be helpful with this hospice in general, as well as what maybe some small things that families can do to ensure that their loved one isn't experiencing a fall that that could be pretty devastating. So for our hospice staff, the best thing we can do for families is educate them about ways to prevent falls at home. There there is a, a wide variety of things that you can do in your home to change their environment, to change how they're reacting to things and make it a lot safer for the patient. So Jennifer, we talked a little bit outside of this about, especially talking about this episode, and and it seems like, well, there's things that we can educate and you want to prevent it, but can you speak to what it is that, what it is that when, when hospice staff are educating about falls and fall prevention, what are we really doing? And when we help families? We're really preparing them. Um, 
once a person falls their first time, they are much more likely to continue to fall. And you don't think of a fall as being a a huge indicator of a change in in a person, but it really is. There's a reason that that fall happened. There are several changes that can be taken place in the patient that cause that to happen. And so for us, it's it's a big warning sign that the patient is declining once they start having falls. So Jennifer, how does hospice staff really even know to begin having those conversations? You know, not every patient has an increase in falls, even when it's a significant, you know, sign of decline. It's not something that that everybody has. So how is it that sort of our staff know to really have these discussions with their families? So there is a fall risk assessment tool that hospice nurses use, and it goes over different things going on in the patient. And when that score is high, we start to have conversations with the family about safe ways to avoid that. Um, Having a fall in the past, that's, that's a risk factor a change in their cognitive status, so confusion, if they're able to go to the bathroom on their own or not, that can change their risk. If they have any impairment in their vision or hearing, changes in blood pressure when you move, so orthostatic changes in your blood pressure. When you are sitting down, it's one, and when you stand up, your blood pressure can drop and it can make you a little dizzy. So that's why it's important to make sure that you make slow changes in your position. Other kind of diseases make it more likely to fall as well. Having something like diabetes causes some peripheral neuropathy, so some numbness in your feet. And if you can't feel what your feet are doing very well, you're more likely to fall. Taking multiple medications can make you more um, at risk to fall. Having trouble with your balance and having trouble with your with the way that you walk or your gait that that predisposes you to have a higher risk as well and the more somebody needs assistance with their daily activities like walking or getting dressed or going to the bathroom the more at risk they are to fall so all of those indicators let us know if it's high we need to start having conversations about how to prevent this. And so what are some of the things then that families can do? What are some of the, I guess we'll call them tips, but there are these concrete things that that families can do that are going to reduce the risk of a fall. So for people in general, not so much hospice, um, but people in general, a, a great thing to keep in mind to prevent falls is to stay physically active. So the longer a person can get up and move around safely, you want them doing that. So that that is applicable to a hospice patient. If they can get up and move around on their own, you want them to. You want them to keep their balance and keep their strength. Those are all things that are going to prevent a fall. Changing things in your home can make a pretty big difference as well. And I used to probably see this a ton and everybody has them in their home and they're the most dangerous things. And every house that I go into, you're like, "Mm, you need to get that up. But rugs, rugs by your door, rugs, decorative rugs in your living room, rugs are a huge fall risk because you can trip over the corner of it. You can trip over the edge of it and have a tumble. Whereas 
somebody who doesn't have any of these risks, they may trip over it and catch themselves. But somebody who is weaker or has trouble with their balance, they're going to trip over the edge of a rug and they're going to have a fall. So things like that are important. Keeping things up out of the way, um, moving your coffee table out from the way that you're walking through a house, keeping it to the side. When you have smaller animals, like you have a dog or a cat running around, that can increase your fall risk. Um, make sure that electrical cords are up out of the way or a hospice patient, they may have oxygen tubing. So you want to make sure that they're aware of where that tubing is so that it, they don't fall over that. Making sure you have guardrails or um, grab bars in place in your shower, at your front door, anywhere that next in your bathroom next to your commode, anywhere that you may be getting up and down a lot or stepping up and down a lot, you want to make sure that you have a grab rail in place so that you have an, an extra point to balance on. One thing I want to go back to is something that you said about, you know, staying active and getting up and moving around because just knowing from our hospice work is that there comes a point where that isn't helpful anymore for families. And I know that that is a line that understandably so people really struggle with. Can you speak to that a little bit? And and I know that hopefully hospice is helping them feel better about where that line is and, and sort of figuring that out. But can you speak to that? So whenever you notice that someone's having difficulty pushing themselves, if they have to put their hands down and push themselves up from their chair, that means that they have some weakness already. Um, if they have to use things like a cane or a walker, those are things that you kind of want to supervise. So using supervision is, is a big help. That reduces your risk of falls whenever you are getting up and ambulating. But things like that, if you're seeing any kind of changes in their balance, if you see that somebody's walking and they start to lean forward a little more when they're walking, like their feet are behind them and their head is moving forward, that's a pretty good indication that they probably don't need to be walking by themselves anymore. They need to have some kind of assisted device or they need to have a person walking with them. So again, it's the sit to stand, how how well they're able to do that and looking at how well they're walking. If they're leaning at all, if they, if they look like they lose their balance a little bit, like it takes them a minute after they step to regain themselves, it's not safe to to get up and walk anymore. You can with assistance, not by yourself. But keeping keeping them mobile is important. But yeah, drawing that line as to when they should be doing it on their own versus when they need to be doing it with some help. That's it, you're going to be paying attention to balance and how well they can stand up on their own. Well, and and sort of the thing that we haven't really mentioned yet is how hard this is for our loved one right? Who may be losing their independence and losing their ability to to get up and be as mobile as they once were. And I guess in my field, you know, talking about grief a lot, we, we look at it after a loss, but, but actually losing your independence is a grief process and it's own. you are losing that those abilities that you, you know, give you that personal freedom, right? And so it is hard for people to lose that. And and there is a pushback and it it makes it so that there can be arguments and and it it's it's there's no better way to say it than it's not easy. And and 
you know, I appreciate Jennifer, you talking about sort of the tips and things to do to hopefully make it a little bit easier, but, but that doesn't make it easy. Right. And it doesn't mean that, that your loved one isn't going to struggle with that loss of independence and what that looks like. We, we alluded to at the beginning of this episode, why would hospice be talking about it? And we kind of went through it from our lens, but I did want to invite Jennifer to sort of discuss maybe some of the numbers that tell us even why this is such an important topic to discuss. So can you kind of give us the prevalence of this? So just statistically speaking, um, one in four adults over the age of 65 reported a fall just in the year of, of 2018. But if you look further into that, it also says that there are a large number of falls that aren't even reported. So it's actually going to be more than one in four adults um, experience falls over the age of 65. And like I said, again, the once you have your first fall, you are more apt to fall. So that's a, a, a it's a, that's nerve wracking because once you do have that fall, then you're more nervous that you're going to fall. So then you're more likely to fall. So knowing that over 25 percent of older adults struggle with that, that that can rack your nerves. Um, and more than 95% of hip fractures come from falls. There is a huge amount of hospitalizations and deaths that occur annually just from falls and complications from falls. So it is something to be very, very aware of and very vigilant about for your loved one. Well, and we've had, we had, uh, Dr. Rachel Warner on here before who's an acute care surgeon talking about some of the more life-saving procedures geared at what trauma uh, surgeons and physicians do and falls are a big part of that 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 people who have been getting up and getting around when you fall and you hit your head or you have some type of uh, hip fracture or something like that 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 can really cause a decline Mm-hmm. Um, in in your overall health and well-being and be something that you have a hard time recovering from. So to try and prevent that even in small ways early on and recognize the signs of someone who may be close to or, or, or is highly likely to experience a fall in the near future is helpful. And you have some resources and mm-hmm. we'll we'll sort of put them in the episode description, but but I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about those resources. So uh, like you said earlier, fall week is coming up September 18th through the 22nd. And so there's a site, it's ncfallsprevention.org that has a lot of information. They have um, several little lunch and learn episodes coming up throughout that week as well. And there's a, a lot of helpful information on there. There's also an initiative by the CDC. It's STEADI, S-T-E-A-D-I. And that gives a lot of information about how to prevent falls as well. Well, Jennifer, I really appreciate you uh, providing us with this information today and sort of setting the stage of of why it is that, that we might be discussing a topic like this. And if you have any questions or you are afraid that your loved one may be at risk, for having a fall um, and you have questions, you can always talk to primary, uh, their primary care physician. 
Um, again, going to the websites and resources here. And, you know, if you're a hospice patient, please ask your um, your case management or any staff that, that were to visit because it is something that, um, you know, falls are not always preventable, but they are something that we can do. There are things that we can do to reduce the likelihood of experiencing one. And so we want to make sure we get you that information. So again, we appreciate you tuning in to another episode here. Uh, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can always visit our website, hospiceofdavidson.org. We have lots of resources on there, including things about uh, falls and, and, and things like that. So thank you for tuning in. Mm-hmm.